Here we are again, Mike. Episode 11. Episode 11. We finished episode 10 with, with a guest appearance. Yep. It reminded me of episode one. We got off to a little bit of a slow start. You, know, you got to build the chemistry. You got to get, to get the, 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 the banter going back and forth. Yeah. I never liked chemistry at school. Uh, I never liked school. Yeah. My son hates school. Hates it. And yeah. um, we're listening to uh, Springsteen uh, Broadway, maybe. And um, we're driving. My son's like, why are we listening to this? I don't want to listen. But then Bruce started talking about when he was a kid. And he hated fucking school and now all of a sudden mikey's i'm gonna be a rock star i'm gonna be a rock star because i hate school too <laughs> that's a good that's Go a good it. idea because the good percentage angle. rate of being successful as a rock star is pretty high i think mm. it's like door door sales apparently yeah similar <laughs> maybe tougher maybe slightly so mike sungjay gupta said doctor uh, doctor, doctor yeah. the doctor good doctor said that best thing to do to fight off coronavirus Purell. Purell. Wash which, by the way, is like your head. It's like these things are like gold dust right now. But I got a stash if we want to, you know, you want, you want Sell to talk, it. talk a deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, alcohol. That's it. So I've been fifty percent of the way towards fighting well, also for my life forever. I think that's it. I mean, I, th- I wouldn't. I think if you were purelling yourself and drinking some drinks, but then flew into China and rolled around with a large group of people. Yeah. That probably wouldn't help you. You'd, but, get, you'd get it. You know, I'm just taking precautions over here. It's good. It looks, it, to me, it looks like a pharmacy. Yeah. A lot of pharmacies sell beer, don't they? Yeah. No, that's yeah. it. Yeah. You got, you got your bases covered. And I'm hydrating. Yeah. What's, uh, what's new this week? What's new in the world? Um... What's new in the world? Your world. My world. Uh, my boy Jack fell out of a tree two days ago. Mm. We have a big tree in our front yard that he likes to climb up and then gets progressively crazier and crazier. And I'm, I'm always saying, hey, be careful, buddy. Anyway, so obviously he fell out of the tree, uh, brained himself, and uh, broke two bones in his arm. Jeez. You don't want to know something interesting? I'd love to. I've only ever broken a bone in my toe. That's it. I broke my nose. That explains a lot. Yeah. Profile here. You know, it's funny. So, so my, my dad, um, when I was a baby, I was a couple months old, right? He got the idea that he was going to learn how to drive a motorcycle. Went to this grocery store parking lot with his buddy and got on a motorcycle for the first time. Hit the gas, took off, crashed, broke his face, right? So he's got a jacked up nose, right? I was playing football in my front yard in like seventh grade, ran head on into my cousin, broke my nose. My little brother was in middle school wrestling at school and wrestling team, and he kneed himself in the nose and broke his nose. That's a good flexibility, though. And all three of us have the same nose, but it's not. The nose isn't hereditary. The fucking ignorance and stupid decision-making is apparently hereditary. We all have the same... Ex- oh, yeah, you guys must all be related. We are. Yeah, you get the same nose. Yeah, well, that's not not really... It's not the part that we inherited. <laughs> it's funny. My buddy Sharpie, who's shown up on a few of these episodes... Yep. This is a funny story. He somehow got the job. So in England, you do your standard school that's mandatory till you're 16. You have to take your GCSE exams. Based on how you do there, or 
your general interest in school, you can either leave school at 16, yeah, basically go be a rock star, be a rock star, yeah. or be unemployed, or yeah, you know, be both a mechanic or something. Um, or you stay on for your A levels, advanced level right. studies, right? And um, based on how you do in your A levels, gets you into whatever college or university, right? So lower sixth form is when you first start your A levels, and Sharpie, who was a is a degenerate and a, it was a fairly you know poor student, right? He got this job after after school hours cleaning the school, right? For a couple of hours, whatever. And he somehow worked himself up to where he was the supervisor of the team that cleaned out high school, right? Which meant he did fuck all. Pointed you don't have to do anything. You just have to check everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's management. You don't yes. have to do anything. Check everything, right? right? So anyway, we're all very nervous going into our mock A levels. So based on how you do on your mock A levels, determines which universities will give you an offer. And some of them will be like, "Hey, you're in because you're a genius." I never got that letter. Um, and others will be like, "All right, seems like you got some potential as long as you get like." an A and a B and a C, you're in. So that's called a conditional offer, right? Anyway, we're all nervous. Sharpie, and I only did geography with him, but I, I remember standing outside the exam room and, you know, it's always when people are start talking about stuff yeah, that, it's, it's, that they've studied and you're like, and you're what's like, that? What? I, yeah, what? I, oh, shit. What I'm is screwed. it? Te- yeah. Plate tectonics? Yep. Oh, yeah. Never even heard of that. Is that? Oh, fuck. Right? Anyway, so I'm stressed out. Everyone's stressed out. Sharpie is just casually hanging out with a smile on his face. And I'm like, what are you so confident about? So while he was cleaning the school, he had the keys to all the various doors. He had broken into the geography teacher's office, <laughs> stolen what he thought was the A-level mock exam, made copies of it, put it back, all he did was study that exam. <clears throat> anyway, we get into the actual exam. <laughs> Different exam. So he was absolutely shafted. And then after the exam, we came right out of the you know assembly hall, wherever the exam was, and there was these big wooden lockers that we used to have there, like thick wood. And he went to punch his hand through a locker. Uh, locker didn't move, but... These two knuckles on his hand did. And to this day, when he makes a fist, his fourth and fifth knuckle are down here somewhere. And I'm always, I'm always telling him, like, you should probably go get that looked at. Like, he's like, ah, jeez, it's fine. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm something about, you know, arthritis or something. But anyway. It feels the weather changing. Maybe. Do you, so do you ever, you ever cheat on any, uh, any exams? Um... Not beyond kind of looking over mm-hmm. with my baseball cap on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's the extent of it. So we had this little Asian guy in our class, Henry Sue. And uh, Henry wanted- He knew to, all the answers, didn't he? he? Well, and he was a shifty little bastard. And, okay. And Henry wanted, he wanted to be part of the crew so badly that he would essentially do anything that we told him to do. And this isn't your first blowjob story, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Second. Um, and uh, Henry would, he would get us watches to wear. And on the, he would print out 
all like you know whatever's going to be on the test with the notes or you know whatever the subject was he would print them out super small on these little tiny pieces of paper and attach them to the watches and he like the kid was legit just you give us the and he would i don't know how much time and effort he put into this but he was hooking us up with test answers and, and questions and notes and all that stuff um so that lasted for a couple of years in high school and then i moved and then i didn't have henry sue anymore i had to do it myself um i still did all right um so yeah. i saw this thing i forget where i saw it a couple of weeks ago but it was a study on cheating mm-hmm. okay and they did it at various colleges and what they did was they had the people take the test pretty simple test like 20 questions or whatever and then they had to grade, they went over the answers. People graded their own answers, right? And then they came up to the front of the room and shredded their paper with their answers on it, right? Mm-hmm. Except when it went into the machine, it only shredded the sides of it. So they could then later look at what they actually had put. And the deal was they go, you know, your answers are shredded. Tell us how many you got right. And for every question you got right, here's five bucks, right? And what they found was that most people, like only 10% of people cheated big, but like 80% of people cheated. They they got 14 right, said they got 16 right. Interesting. It's, I mean, it's stupid. Well, so we, had, um, we had a class, uh, one of the math, math classes in high school, where the teachers, hey, it's fine. You can cheat. You can take your little graphing calculator and you could put because you can just be able to put notes in there or whatever. Because you could put all the notes in your in your calculator. And so we would sit there for hours putting all these formulas and notes and equations into our graphing calculator. Did you just tell a lie then? And then well, I didn't take hours. So I took a little bit, but um, <laughs> like, but was, you copy and paste those. So notes was, yeah, you, you just put that. into your did computer. You, like, tap my phone. No, um, but um, what was screwed up about it was in come time to take the test. And you'd remember all the shit because you spent time entering it into your freaking calculator. And so the guy was a genius because he's like, yeah, you can cheat. Put everything into your calculator. But you had to physically do it, which meant you were studying longer than you probably would have studied anyway just for the test. And so, yeah, it was brilliant. You know, I've thought about that over the years. If I could go back to school now, if there was any sort of incentive on the line, 100% I could get straight A's. You know why? Because... This is something I didn't realize at the time. The whole fucking time, they're telling you what's going to be on the test. They're like, hey, guys, pay attention now. And I was usually like staring out the window. Going, mm-hmm. You might want to pay attention to this bit here. You need to write this down. Yeah. Their, their whole job all year is just to tell you the answers. That may be a redundant comment, but it, it didn't, I didn't figure that part out until about 10, 15 years. I learned that my, my sophomore year of high school. So I'm sorry, my sophomore year of college, my in high school, I did really well. I graduated high school, like 3.98 grade point. I did very well in high school. Were you the, uh, were you the come loudly or whatever they call it? No, no, I was an asshole. Um, but, um, I went to college. Apparently I proved it. Right. Um, I went, so went to college and my first semester of college, I think I got like a 
1.27 GPA in my second semester of my freshman year, 1.2 grade point average. Wow, that, which is, that's I, enough to that's enough to lose I mean, you scholarships. Have to, you and, have to really, really I, try hard to I didn't, not fucking pay attention to get a 1.2. Well, it wasn't even I wasn't paying attention. I didn't fucking go. Uh, yeah, Classes that, were at eight that, and nine o'clock in the morning. You're a freshman. You get the shit draw right. And so it was halfway through my sophomore year, I realized, I'm like, all right, I spend money on books that I never open. I register for classes that I don't go to. And so what is going to get me to go to class? Well, I'm not going to go if it's before 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm just not going to go. That's a standard that you have. Yeah, it's just, I'm, like, I'm not going to, like, I, I, I've shown that I'm incapable of being a fucking grown up and showing up at class before 11 o'clock in the morning. So I just didn't schedule classes until 11 o'clock in the morning. And then Sounds I stopped cool. buying books. And I, I actually went to class and paid attention and wrote shit down and I never studied and I never bought another book from my sophomore year on. And it took a, a while to get good. But my last semester of college, for that semester, I had a 4.0. I got good at the system. Like you're saying, I re- right, if I just go and pay attention, they're going to tell me what I need to know. I should have to fucking go. And so that's what I did. And um, it all worked out in the end. That's got a flashback. Uh-oh. Junior year, Berry College. No, maybe sophomore year. I was living in this uh, townhouse with my buddy Pontiac. <clears throat> my Pontiac, great guy. Um, his dad did very well for himself. So uh, it's funny, when you went, went up the stairs in our townhouse, if you took a right, you went into Pontiac's room. It was all this beautiful, fully furnished. I mean, it was awesome. Massive bed, beautiful chest of drawers. You know, there's a credenza. I don't even know what that is, but I'm pretty sure it was one of those. <laughs> but if you took a left, you went into my room, and I'm the fucking guy from England, you know. Yeah, mattress, um, mattress on the floor. No, I didn't even have a. I didn't even have a mattress. <laughs> I had, I had one of those little egg crate things, those little yellow egg crate things <laughs> that you get at Walmart. Yeah. That are supposed to go on top of the mattress. I had that on the floor, and a pillow, and various cardboard boxes, you know that had stuff in them, but I, I used them more just to put my clothes on, you know? But anyway, um, my favorite teacher of all time, Dr. McBrayer, um, he was a psychology teacher and it's super cool. Like guy you'd want to go have beers with, but he was very strict on the front end. He said, look, I'm going to teach you guys a lot of stuff. You've got to show up. And if you miss three classes, you come down a grade, whatever. And I got to miss some classes because of golf. So, you know, he was like super strict with me. Anyway, it was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class at 9 a.m. The Monday and Wednesday, I didn't have too much trouble with. Thursday night, it started the weekend, baby. Yeah, Thursday night in Rome, Georgia um, was a big night. Tambate, the local Japanese restaurant. Um, Anyway, so I went fairly hard one Thursday night and... um, I had a one of you know I had a telephone in my room and like not a cell phone a telephone hooked up to yeah, the wall. Plugged in. Yep. That that was actually the most valuable thing in my room I think. Um, and one of these Friday mornings I get a phone call. And I'm you know coming to and I answer it. Hello. He goes hello Ed. This is Doctor McBrayer. And I thought it was one of the lads messing with me. So I go fuck off. Hang up. <laughs> And then, like, a split second afterwards, like, my brain was like, oh, that was his actual voice. <laughs> Star 6-7 or whatever. How do you do that? How do you call that motherfucker back? <laughs> uh, fuck off. 
Yeah. So what happened? Um, I think I got a B. <laughs> I was doing all right. His his famous line was, "Remember, guys, people used to make fun of Flash Gordon." Do you want me to elaborate on that one? Maybe for the foreigners. So I guess when Flash Gordon first came out, like Flash Gordon was going up to the moon. Mm-hmm. And at the time, people were like, that's never going to happen. Uh, and so his whole point was that, you know, it can all happen. I still don't fucking get it. But no, um, that's to do with psychology. So I flashback myself. Uh, fall semester 2001. Um, it was in the same, uh, same uh, ethics class that I had. Which is, is makes it even funnier. It was ethics class. Um, we um, it was a class I had on September 11th, and it was in that class, right? But this was now a month later. Um, I we had our midterm on um, 9 a.m. or uh, when the 9 a.m. was 11 because I didn't have any classes after before 11. So it was 11 a.m. on Thursday morning was the midterm, and it counted for like 40 percent of your overall grade, right? Okay, well it's fine. Midterm. November 1st. What happens the night before November 1st? It's Halloween. Halloween is a big deal in college. I was like, now I'm going to, okay, I got this ethics midterm tomorrow. I'm going to stay in tonight. The Yankees were playing in the World Series because everything got delayed that year. So they're still playing in, in uh, at the end of October. And so I said, I had this little bar in my, in my, uh, my, dining room which was now my bar room and me and my roommate dustin uh sit down to watch the baseball game we sit at our own bar and we had you know 40 budweiser's in the uh in the refrigerator and the game went like 13 innings mm. and um and we were, we were drinking Budweiser. every time we finished one we take the cap and sit it on top like a little crown until there's like 30 bud empties with little crowns on them on the bar next to us and then the game ends and we're like oh, shit it's halloween we should do something and so we end up going to, to Abe and Jake's Landing, which is a big nightclub kind of place. Um, we just got in real quick costumes. I was Bruce Springsteen because that's what I always wear anyway. I got a white T-shirt and a pair of jeans. I just put on a red bandana. I had plenty wow. of hair back then. I go, I'm Springsteen. Um, I've got a picture somewhere of me and my buddy Scott. He was Lenny Kravitz. So he had big, you know, Lenny Kravitz hair. And I was, was Springsteen and Kravitz. The picture was taken at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Got this midterm the next day. Um, I get in, to the incidentally, my sophomore year of college, same probably time around Dr. McBride school, mm-hmm. uh, me and, uh, three of the uh, English guys, uh, Pluggy and two of the English guys on the soccer team, uh, dressed up as the Spice Girls for that Halloween. And I had these big platform boots on. <laughs> I was baby Spice. I was actually looking pretty good. I bet. If I'm being honest. You got a picture of that one? Yeah, yeah. All right, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I ran across I ran across a lawn outside one of the townhouses, and I sprained my ankle so horribly that I had to go to hospital, and they said, you would have been better off breaking it. You're fucked. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, so um, so I, get to, I get to this midterm, right? And I'm hammered. I'm, I'm hammered it, it, the next morning, right? Uh-huh. And I um, go in there, and I'm sitting there, and I open up the exam, and it might as well have been in Arabic. It was a fucking foreign language to me. And I just look at it and I start laughing. And I'm, so, I'm, I'm, so it's the middle of the midterm and I'm laughing. And um, it was one of those lecture halls, right? And I could see it was perfect. I, I could see the girl in front of me. So I could see her whole page, whatever. I'm like, all right, well, I don't know the answer to this one, but she has B. So I'm going to go with B here, you know? And so I do the exam um, and then I leave and I call Biggie and I start talking. He goes, are you drunk? I go, I think I am. I, 
in hindsight, I don't remember actually going to the class. Like I remember laughing at points, right? So then I talking to, to my buddy who's in the class the next time we're at the class and he goes, he goes, were you drunk when we were doing the midterm? I think I was. He goes, dude, you were laughing the entire time. He goes, and the girl two seats over from you was crying. She was in tears because it was so hard. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Perspective. And so, yeah. And so now in my head, I'm like, I am fucked, right? We get the exam back, 84%. Boom. Well, listen, I actually have a theory for that based on a proven study. Okay. They say it's all about being in what state you're in, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you are drunk when you study, you should be drunk when you take the test. Yeah. Well, I was, no, I was drunk. For four years. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Works hey, out. Um, I just now thought of a story. I actually, is it, I didn't cheat, but I kind of did. So, I forget which year it was. Doesn't matter. Very college. I think I was flying back to England for Christmas, and I messed up the flight dates or whatever. So, I had to leave the day before I was supposed to take this economics test, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up taking the test in the professor's office by myself the day before. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm in his office, I'm taking the test and he's sitting in there with me. And then he goes, I, I gotta go, whatever. I'll be back in a minute. And so he gets up and leaves and this is the selfless soul that I am, Mike. So he leaves his, there's a copy machine in his office. And I think to myself, I can hook the boys up here. Yeah. So I did. I stood up. I made a copy of the test, right? And I was pretty nervous. Oh, I mean, you heard I'd racing. Know it. Racing. Zoom, zoom, right? I get the copy, put it in my pocket. Literally, the moment my bum hit the seat, he walks back in. And then afterwards, I was like, why did I do that? Like, I'm already probably shafted here. But. I was, yeah. you know, I'm selfless, Mike. Hey, hey, that's it. Very <clears throat> I just thought of another great exam story as well. Okay. St. Bede's. What? St. Bede's High School, Red Hill, England. Okay. The high school. I understand obviously. three of those words. The first ecumenical school in the world, I think. I'm still at three. Okay, perfect. Okay. Go ahead. Um, anyway, there was this guy uh, in our year, maybe the year above. Yeah, I think it was the year above. Brainiac. He was already he was already kind of getting into Oxford or Cambridge or whatever. I forget the guy's name. He was actually a fairly cool dude for being such a nerd. Anyway. And Henry Sue. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Except he never gave me a BJ. But whatever. Um, so this guy loved chocolate. Henry Sue never gave you a BJ either. True. So this guy loved chocolate. Anyway, so one of the – this is this is a weasel story, but one of the guys bought some la- laxative chocolate. Oh, Jesus. Um, the sort of day before the exam, but then wrapped it in like a dairy milk chocolate, the regular, you know, like a Hershey's, yeah. whatever. And so right before the exam, he pulled it out and our brainiac boy, who's going to go to Oxford or Cambridge, was like, oh, let me have some of that. Let me have some of that. Ended up eating the whole thing, right? <laughs> then he's got to go into a three-hour exam. Oh, and God. I wasn't in the room, but I've heard all the stories and apparently he was sweating and then he had to get up and leave three or four times during this exam because yeah, he had to go take care of business. 
Fuck That's pretty poor, mean. Poor bastard. Oh, and, the, and then the back end of that story is he never got into Oxford or Cambridge and, uh, you know, his life fell apart. So, so speaking of back ends of stories and lives falling apart. So um, you remember Blake Mitchell, right? Yeah, of course. Blake Mitchell? All right. So Blake Mitchell tells me the story. He was in a fraternity at KU, right? And um, one of his frat brothers was just, just the annoying, like, one upsmanship like just a cock and no one no one in their whole little frat house i was never in a frat so i don't really know the dynamics but no one liked this guy he was just like a freaking know-it-all asshole right yeah uh in england we call them uh ball sacks yeah he was a ball sack so it's towards the end of the school year and like i've had enough of this dude so they roofied him (laughs) no hold on it gets better so they roofie they roofie this kid right and one of the frat brothers did like tattoos on the side so he, this is terrible. So they take the tattoo gun, right, with no ink in it. They roofie this guy. So he's out cold. He's unconscious. It's not moving. No feeling. No nothing. Right. Drop his drawers, and they tattoo a bullseye around his asshole. Right. And then they, like a legit tattoo. Yeah, but with no ink. So it's just the friggin' needle. Oh right? wow! Well, that was probably a relevant part of the story, Mike. I, just, I said no ink in the gun. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Sorry, I don't Listen, lost the clean out, clean out your ears. Um, and, um, <clears throat> and so, and then they put him in his bed and they pay this six foot six, 350 pound offensive lineman looking dude to fucking Lay sleep in, bed with him. in the bed next to him, right? So the next morning, this dude wakes up with, oh, who can imagine, right? His head is pounding. No clue what happened. Asshole on fire. And he rolls, and he rolls over and sees this massive mammoth of a man laying next to him sleeping. The dude left, left the the frat that that, like left and was never to be seen again. That's and his lie. So so who knows? He's probably married with some little kids running around. No, he's he's probably not fine because deep down he thinks he got railed by some friggin' mammoth that night, like. Yeah, that's one you kind of keep close to your chest, isn't it? Yeah, well, every well, all three of our listeners know now. That's true. If that guy ever listens, hey, one it, time it didn't actually happen. You're going to be okay. One time, uh, a bunch of us went out in Brighton, which is always a good time. I need to take you to Brighton one of these days, Michael. Right, right. Um, anyway, uh, my my buddy Matt Thorne. It was a weird setup. It was a the house he lived with, like his buddy's parents, except he lived in their yard in like a caravan. Anyway, that's not the story. We all went out in Brighton, had a fairly large evening, and now there's about six of us um, in the caravan going to sleep. It's three in the morning, whatever. Except I know these characters. So it was a very dangerous game. Don't fall asleep first. Correct. Yeah. So my buddy Ed Tomlin did fall asleep first. Uh, was You know, and then you check that they're really asleep, like really asleep. And then he proceeded to pull out the shaving cream and a razor. Oh no! He then shaved the entirety of the back of his leg, right? And he had some fairly hairy, hairy legs, so he shaved half of his leg, and then he shaved off one of his eyebrows, right? And then we also shaved off um, another one of the other guy's eyebrows, right? So in the morning, this is the this is where it gets funny. Um, Ed Tomlin sees the guy. I'm like, hey, let me check out. You know, Dave's eyebrow. And he's like, oh, that's fucking great. Meanwhile, he doesn't have an eyebrow. He doesn't just doesn't know he doesn't have one yet. 
so he's he's ribbing on him or whatever and uh anyway so uh he obviously finds out and then he, i don't know if you've ever seen somebody with one eyebrow they, now you have a decision to make you look a, like a muppet so you've you either got to both draw off. one on or just commit get them both off and, and wait for them to grow back. back whatever the case may be <laughs> so anyway ed tomlin's dad uh was like a general in the British army, uh, super strict, great guy. Um, but anyway, Tomlin tells us later on that, you know, next week that he said he was sitting down at dinner with his family and his dad goes, Edward, where's your eyebrow? So he told us that story. And, and then, so he's like getting over that, you know, and then he's about three days later. I mean, I don't know how this took so long, but he said he was like laying in bed and went to scratch the back of his leg. <laughs> he's like, fuck! <laughs> Jumped out of bed, looking in the mirror, and he's like, you fuckers! <laughs> so oh, great. wow. We are all going to I wonder hell. what Ed Tom is doing right now. Hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully you're listening to this at some point in the future. That'd be great. <laughs> um, that's funny. Um, what else we got? So the stock market. I, I got a good buddy of mine who's uh, in charge of a hedge fund. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, for I think he might jump out of a window. Say, is, is, he, is he off himself yet? No, but he he texted me this morning. I I texted him and said, oh, "It's topsy turvy, hey buddy," and he said, "It's a fucking casino right now." You know, it's red or black. It, yeah. I think it, it's it goes up by a thousand and then it goes down by twelve hundred and uh, you know I think I think. I'm not an economic expert, although I was an economics minor. Uh, I think uh, the bu- the bubble's about to burst. Yeah. Hey, what is it? March the 5th, 2020? Mm-hmm. I say the bubble's about to burst within the next three months. Yeah. We shall mm-hmm. see. Take um, it to the bank. Put all your money in crypto. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Unicoin Gold. Buy oh, a yeah. bunch of that shit. Oh, yeah. All of it. Oh, yeah. Buy it up, baby. Yeah, it's a steal. Mark Cuban uh, got us on to that It's one. a steal right now. Mm-hmm. Get it for free almost. Yeah, pretty much. Just a lot less than what we got it for. That is true, Mike. But, um, you know, yeah, well, hey, yeah, water on the bridge. Yeah. Um, so, stock market, up, down, whatever. Um, we're, I've heard you say a couple of times you're dealing with the people up, that, down, that we work with. Up, down, up, down. Are we getting back to your boy son, you again, or whatever his name is? No, no, Henry Sue. No, I don't know. Um, but... I've heard you say a couple times this week, you've pulled out that, that quote that you like from the girl who wrote the magical books there about, oh, yeah. about rock bottom. That's right. J.K. Rowling. Yes, yes, yes. Right. She said, I built from a solid foundation of rock bottom. Yep. And I think that we probably have some experience at rock bottom that, oh, that may sure. that may it may be inspirational maybe motivational i know mm-hmm. it sure shit's going to be fun and it's funny because you're talking about you know the, the egg crate on the ground mm-hmm. right so i remember in knoxville tennessee um i told you a story about you know the door coming off the hinges and me uh-huh. saying oh shit it's just one Who less thing it? one less thing i have to do every day is open that door so i was leave it and just left the door off right but i i didn't actually have a bed so i broke up with my girlfriend at the time um, she kept everything that we'd already paid for. I took the dog, which was the one thing that was going to continue to cost money. Um, and, um, and I moved into this apartment by myself. I had no bed. Was I that had, Vegas? Yeah, Vegas. Dog Vegas. Yep. Um, and uh, I had no bed. And I was like, well, I mean, I got a couch, which was a couch that my sister's ex-boyfriend's aunt gave me. And um, That's probably where the coronavirus originated. That was, that was ground zero of coronavirus. Um, 
so I didn't have a bed. And then I remember you're sending some people up from Atlanta to Knoxville, and I was like, well, shit, these guys are coming up here, and I'm supposed to be, you know, I should go buy a bed. I should probably get a bed and then let them sleep on my couch. And so I went yeah. to go get a bed, and I went to the Hobby Lobby. Welcome, or guys. Hobby you don't Lobby have or... a problem with the to... light yeah. smell of piss, do yeah. you? Well, no, that make well, yourselves at home. Dog piss, but um. Sure. Oh, wait, not hobby, like big lots. I go to big lots and I'm like, all right, cool. Let me big get this lots. bed. Let me get this bed. It was like 400 bucks. And I'm like, all right, well, good news is the, the mattress and, and the box spring are in stock. We don't have any frames. You have to come back next week to get your frame. Guess who never went back? Me. So I said I had a box spring and a mattress on the floor. And, <clears> um, and I had cardboard boxes with all my stuff in them. It's like, ah, I haven't used it yet. I probably don't need to unpack it because I'd moved so many times. Overrated. Um, yeah, unpacking. overrated. Totally overrated. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, that was uh, I don't know if that was rock bottom because there's been a couple points that were a bit lower than that yeah, since I, then. I, I remember, this wasn't even close to rock bottom. I've seen you uh, way lower than this, but this is topical. I remember showing up to your house one time uh, on Hosea Williams Drive. Lovely part of town. Here in the ATL, yeah. It was a transitional neighborhood. It was a transitional neighborhood. It was like nice house. Where you transition from being alive to dead. Yeah. That's what makes it transitional. But anyway, house you're in front of. I showed up to your house and, you you know, KG was there and probably Johnny Drama at the time, whatever. And I'm like, hey, where's Mike? And they're like, oh, he's got a hot date tonight. And yeah. I walked. I walked into your bedroom, and yep. you were on top of your bed, vacuuming your bed. Yeah, yeah. That girl was a doctor. I had to make sure that everything was clean. You, you didn't think about maybe washing the sheets in the washing machine? Boy, I mean, I didn't know if she was coming or if she wasn't coming, and it was. Oh, well, she did, was, definitely didn't come. That's for sure. No, no, she did not. But um, we didn't have a washer dryer, and so I had uh, one well, set of sheets, and I was like, well, shit. The laundromat ain't open right now, and if it is, I don't want to be there right now. So let me get the vacuum cleaner. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, we kind of started with sucking and blowing. It seems like we've completed the circle. Always nice chatting to you, Michael. Every week, baby. Hey, it's only funny. It's true. <laughs>